Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. You know, it's episode 18. We're going to take it there today. Um, talk about the Albert Wilson trial that's now starting to make national headlines as it should. So if you haven't heard about that, uh, I suggest that you pause this podcast right now and go research that and decide if you if you want to hear what I have to say about it and what my thoughts and philosophies and theories on the circumstances surrounding it are because you know hey i'm, I'm gonna say what i gotta say about that today and i really don't care um, what anybody thinks because i know i have some listeners or some people out there who this might trigger because it's definitely triggered me so i know my opinion on it might trigger others so if you don't know anything about the, the albert wilson go to freealbertwilson.com right now pause it go to freealbertwilson.com and research read about the case yourself and do your own googles and do your own research and formulate your own opinion and decide whether or not you want to hear what I have to say about this. All right. But anyway, y'all, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, if you'd like. I don't have any video yet. I'm going to start producing a video, I guess, soon. But um, yeah, thank you all for listening and supporting. You know, I see, you know, new states and stuff popping up on the, uh, the statistic tracker. Seems like you know, every other month or so. And I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate all the support. I'm just here to, you know, give a different perspective on some things. What I speak, what I see to be truth. Um, what I, actually, I'm not going to say what I see, what is the truth about a lot of the things that go on, especially in our society. And if, you know, you have a difference of opinion, that's fine. You can email the show at veteranminoritypodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you know me personally, you can send me, you know, text message or email. If you have my personal contact and we can talk about it because, yeah, this Albert Wilson stuff got me on one. But before we get into that, though, I do want to discuss some of the, in the wake of Nipsey Hussle's death, the LBGT agenda has kind of exposed itself. There's been some articles written by some journalists. You know, I, I don't, I could say names, but I'm not going to say names because not like they know who I am and not like I have any power to sway uh there's there's viewership or their whatever people who subscribe or believe what they believe either way but i will say in the wake of nipsey hustle's death people writing articles about toxic masculinity and homophobia uh ring very distasteful it seems like it's very opportun uh it seems like an opportunist thing to do and i'll say this man especially to the lbgt community so if anybody's listening that's gay or lesbian or whatever you are if you're listening in to my podcast i'm gonna say this um and i feel like i speak for not all black men, but a large uh, section segment of the black populace, the black male populace. If you are going to have opinions about us, right? If you want to have opinions about us, about some of the things that we do as heterosexual, if you want to have opinions on heterosexual male behavior, then I'm going to start speaking out on what y'all do too. Um, because that's, Nipsey's a dead man. And for people to try to take some comments that he made, I think, a couple years ago and try to extrapolate that and slander the brother when he's not here to defend himself. Now, that's twice this year that a dead black man has been, they've tried to slander him. First, it was Michael Jackson. Now, it's Nipsey Hussle. And I'm starting to get fed up with it because, you know, in this country, whether you want to accept this or not, black men, especially straight black men, are public enemy number one. Um, no matter what we do, it's always going to be seen from a criminal aspect, from a from a destructive aspect. 
uh, we, you know, have if we're outspoken, we're troublemakers. Whereas if white men or women are outspoken, they're leaders, they're innovators. And so, um, if you have an opinion on something that you don't agree with, people tend to slam you for it. And yeah, I'm not saying that I agree with Nipsey's opinion on gay men or whatever the case may be. I mean, I think my sexual practice would align with his, or so my philosophy probably aligns with his. But I don't, I don't agree with necessarily speaking out publicly about it because at the end of the day, it's not going to change the behavior. Um, and you know, it's not my, it's not my personal cross to bear. So I really don't care. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and let gay journalists and women journalists sit up here and try to paint black men in a box and try to say that we have toxic masculinity. I do think that toxic masculinity do, does exist. I think all of us on this planet, no matter what your ethnicity is, uh, your, your sexual orientation is and whatever else you want to put into it, we all have toxic elements to us. Um, but to I'm sick of seeing in the media that every time when it comes to black men, we always are talking about toxic masculinity. President Obama gave a lecture to some black boys a couple weeks ago, and he's talking about toxic masculinity. And look, man, everybody just needs to shut the fuck up at the end of the day. Um, those brothers that do those toxic things, they definitely get handled by the police justice system. And we're going to speak about that justice system a little bit later uh, in the podcast. But for me, I'm just tired of seeing uh, our our great men and things of that nature get torn down and get put into this box. Nobody on this planet is perfect. We all have done things or said things that we wish we could take back or situations that like I probably handled that wrong. And maybe that was just one for Nipsey when he spoke on that issue. But at the end of the day, to take that after he's deceased and no longer here to speak up and try to show his growth and say, like, you know, maybe that wasn't the appropriate thing to say or whatever he would have said. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him. Um, if I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna speak for him, and I don't think people should speak against him. Um, but a lot of people have been exposed. A lot of people have been exposing themselves when it comes to just their agenda, as far as trying to slander the the image of a black man in the media. Which we know the media has done this historically. Like this is not anything new. But you know, I'm here now, and I'm gonna say what I need to say on it. So if gay men, if y'all want to have opinions on what we do and some of the ways we conduct ourselves, and y'all want to have opinions on us being the weak link in the black community or whatever, then hey. When we start having opinions on you, we just want you to just hold your nuts. And we want you to we want you to just hold it down. Straight up. I don't want you I, we don't want any sensitivity. We don't want you crying and saying how it always has been and this and that. Cause well, I, personally I don't give a fuck. Because me personally and the crew that I run with and my homies, we really don't really rock with gay dudes like that on a on a level of trying to um, and what I mean by that is we don't we don't try to denigrate you or tear you down for your sexuality. Obviously, we have a difference of opinion when it comes to that. Our behaviors are different than your behaviors. And so we just move accordingly. Um, and so all this piping up, I see gay men on the Internet and journalists writing their specific opinions about some of the things that they agree with or think about black, straight black men. It's going to come to a head straight up. I'm just letting you all know I'm putting people on notice right now. Like I'm I'm being very calm about this, but I'm highly pissed off because. You know, we're not allowed to say anything as straight men in general about anybody. Now, we're not allowed to say anything about women or else we're home. We're, we're, we're uh, misogynists. We're not allowed to say anything about gay people or, we're, or else we're homophobic. But everybody could put us into boxes, call us toxic. And, you know, brothers can get locked up on rape charges with no evidence and things of that nature. And so, you know, for me, my thermometer, my, my, my bullshit meter is about to burst on this because... I'm going to start speaking up and I'm going to start writing articles and things of that nature so I can put my opinions out there because I know I speak for a segment of the black population. So I'm just putting y'all on notice, man. I don't know how many 
gay journalist this podcast is going to reach. But if y'all do come across it, just know that I put it out in the universe because I'm sick of this crap, man. At the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Nobody. We all have our demons. We all have our crosses to bear. All we're trying to do is just try to manage and find a balance in life. And so to try to put men into a box, to try to have opinions that you will not let other people have opinions back onto you. Um, I think that's a problem. I don't want to speak to history as far as what history has has been about gay men and stuff like that. Um, even though that's they, they, they do have a point as far as, you know, not being allowed to get into the military and things of that nature. So I, I respect that. What we're talking about is we're talking about right now. We're talking about with Nipsey Hussle being a dead man and you, you taking the opportunity to try to slander a dead man's image, which will always be classless to me. So I just, I'm just stepping two on that one. I'm letting you know, hey, I am going to start saying things next time and I am going to start going at people here shortly because I've had enough of it. Everybody got something to say about the black man and about the straight men in general and we're, we just got to sit on our hands and not say nothing for fear of being put into a box. Well, I don't give a fuck. You can say what you got to say about me. I could be homophobic. I could be, you know, misogynistic. But I'm gonna say what I got to say from here on out. So this is the last time that I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna sit idly back and let people just say whatever they want to say. And the black male doesn't have a the straight black male doesn't have a voice because um, you know that that just was very tasteless to read these articles about Nipsey and how people just want to slander him and things of that nature uh, for his imperfections. You know we're all imperfect. Some people consider homosexuals. Some people consider homosexuality imperfection. And at the end of the day, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all did get castigated for it and ridiculed in society. And, you know, that, that's wrong. But at the same time, um, it's just a difference of opinion, man, as far as... And, and a difference of behavior practice and a difference of philosophy on life. And I think, you know, he I'm not saying that he was right for what he said. But at the same time, the man is dead and deceased now. You should have took that up with him while he was still breathing and walking this earth. To, to, to slander the man's image and death shows your cowardice. And it shows your, your 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 opportunist nature, and I'ma speak on it. Like I said, if if I see it again, which I probably will see it again. So I'm just letting you know this is the last time that I turn the other cheek, proverbially, for proverbially, because um, next time I'm calling names. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm tired of this. Um, so yeah, progressing on. I remember being back. I remember earlier this year I was at Buffalo Wild Wings and I was sitting watching the games. I forget which game I was watching. Probably was an NFL game, and. Uh, this white lady, she was sitting next to me and she was trying to have this conversation about politics. And I think I spoke about this on a podcast earlier. Maybe I didn't. But if if you've never heard this story, just it's going somewhere, y'all. And, um, you know, I was trying to ignore her because, you know, I really don't like talking to white people about politics because they want me. They want you to believe in Democratic Party, Republican Party and all that stuff. And to me, it's all white supremacy. We live in a system of white supremacy. Um, it controls all the major areas that we that we kind of that we do. You know what I mean? As far as labor, law. Entertainment, sex, politics, war You can keep going on and on It's all dominated by white people That's a fact You cannot argue that Don't tell me about Well, the NFL players and the NBA players They're just the players Who owns the teams? You know what I mean? And so I'll digress on that point But I don't really like talking to white people about my politics Because my politics are considered radical And I don't think they're radical at all I think they're very appropriate for being a black man in America With the history that we've had And so she kept trying to engage me She engaged me in Sooner or later, I told her, you know, hey, I'm not with all that. I don't care about Democratic Party. They're not going to do nothing for the people that look like me. Uh, they try to put us all into these groups of, you know, people of color and things of that nature. And they don't really speak to black American issues, which white people have done a lot to create um, and to keep going. And so, you know, I just told her, like, it is what it is. I don't really want to vote and I'm not going to vote. And, you know, she was talking about Trump and this and that. And so, you know, 
we got the conversation kind of progressed and then uh, I don't even know how we got onto the subject but she she spoke she she brought up the the incident of her being raped by a black man and she said that's why she keeps a gun she said she carries an unregistered gun which is illegal um and she said that you know cuz she's been raped by a black man before and if he ever if a black man ever tries it again she's going to kill him and I was kind of sitting there, and I'm, and I'm like rolling my eyes at her, because I'm like, yeah, you too, huh? Because some of every white woman's been raped by a black man, it's been assaulted by a black man. Some of every white person's been, you know, robbed by a black person. And truth be told, we don't even really be on it like that with y'all. Um, most black people, due to slavery conditioning and economic and psychological conditioning, they kind of have an affinity for white people that is unhealthy. But I don't, I'm be honest with you, I really don't believe most white women when they say that black men raped them because I've lived and walked this earth and I know how white women get down when it comes to brothers. I know the jungle fever that they, that they experience, especially in their younger years. Um, yeah, they, they do kind of grow out of it as they get a bit older and go marry white husbands and things of that nature. But, you know, I'm not here for that. And, 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 and that leads me to the Albert Wilson story. And like I said before, if you don't know anything about this story, I suggest you pause this podcast right now because it's about to get real. Um, Albert Wilson... 23-year-old black brother out living out in Kansas. He has recently been convicted of convicted of rape and sentenced to 12 years in prison for raping a white woman. So yeah, there we go again, right? The same old age-old white woman. The same thing that got Emmett Till, Emmett Till killed. The same thing that got Black Wall Street burned down. Is the is the the uh, innocent, you know, chaste, virtuous white woman and the demonic. You know, nigger that's just here to take her virtue. That's bullshit. If you if you go on freealbertwilson.com, uh, you'll see that the evidence there he got convicted with little, no evidence. I'm not even gonna say little evidence. He got convicted with no evidence. The girl claims that she was drunk, out of her mind, and she doesn't remember anything. But yet she can recount every single step of everything that occurred that night. She claims that she couldn't barely walk, but there's video evidence of them walking hand in hand out of the club, her under her own power. Um, the, the 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 apartment that he allegedly raped her at was about five minutes from the club. He left the club about 10, 12, 15. He came back at about 12.30. He got a phone call from one of his homies about 12.25. So, so the alleged rape took place in all about five minutes. And so according to her, they went back to the house. She, she was telling him no, no, no. Um, and I guess, you know, since he's such a brute, he told her, no, yes, are you going to give this to me? Because, you know, I just have to have a white woman. I can't control myself. And so um, he raped her. And then allegedly after that, he walked her back to the club, which makes a lot of sense to me. And so uh, she did a DNA. They did DNA testing and things of that nature. And there was no DNA evidence found, no seminal fluid, um, no signs of struggle, no vaginal bruising, nothing. All there was was DNA evidence on her chest where he said where they kissed. And there's evidence of them kissing. On camera, uh, he took her back to the apartment and they were kissing and then he left because he got a call from his homeboy and they went back. In America, you're supposed to get a jury of your peers. That's what we're told. That's how the justice system is supposed to work. But he didn't. His jury, and shout out to my boy Art for giving me this tidbit of uh, detail of information because I did, at all the research I read, I don't even know how I missed it. I didn't even see it. The jury that convicted him was all white, go figure. It was nine women, white women, and three men. So the brother never had a chance. And that's what breaks my heart. Because I'm not saying that black men don't rape women, white women either. Because I'm sure there's been a black man to rape a white woman in his life um, or in the history of the world. 
uh, or just any woman. And, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm not defending him of that nature. I'm defending him for the simple fact that there was no evidence of the alleged rape. The video evidence contradicts everything that she said. So all she had to do was sit up there and cry. And this takes me back, and this takes me, and I'm so triggered by this because this takes me back to a lot of different instances in my life when dealing with white women. Because yeah, I've dealt with them in my youth. And I'm not here to tell brothers not to date black women. I don't feel like that's my role. I feel like if I was to say that, it'd be kind of hypocritical because of my past. Um, but I will say about my past that I was a lot more ignorant than I am now. I was a lot more optimistic about race relations in this country than I am now. And so it led me to do things that could have landed me exactly where this where it landed this brother. I don't I don't doubt that for a minute. Now am I saying every white woman is like this? No. But to deny the the societal power of white women in this country, which was founded upon white supremacy, is just pure dumb. Uh, we like to think that because white women tend to like to date brothers and have sex with brothers, we like to think that oh man, racism is back then and over there and man, we got white girls now and everything's good. That's bullshit. And if you're a black man that believes that, you're stupid. Date your white girls. Love who you want to love. I'm not trying to tell brothers and control your penis because I'm not the penis police. I'm not here to tell you who to be with. But at the end of the day, just know that she has a power that if she turns on the waterworks, that you, you're going to jail, brother. You're not getting off. We, we, have, we have, like I said, incident after incident after incident of a white woman claiming that she was raped by a black man or... A black man looked at her and this and that and extreme violence ensued afterwards or brothers was going to jail innocently like I said convicted with no evidence you have Brock Turner the white boy who raped the black the, the one the white girl on Stanford campus where people literally had to pull him off of her and he ran like a coward and he gets three months in jail but a black man gets convicted by all white jury with no evidence at all and y'all want me to believe in race relations y'all want me to trust white people y'all want me to uh, not Take the stance politically that I take Man y'all got me messed up out here in these streets Because this shit can happen to any brother Just because you think just be, Yo man you have to look at the world like I said before I've been saying this ever since I've been doing this podcast the, If you're a black man you need to look at the, the world the way it is Not the way you want it to be Not the way you think it should be Black men and white men have been ha- black, black people and white people have been having sexual relations Since the dawn of like whenever we first start interacting with each other that has not changed the status quo not even in just this country in the world so we can get off that shit right now and i'm sorry if i'm cursing a little bit more than i normally curse but i'm very upset with this because this brother you know what i mean little to no evidence and i and and a lot of people you know have their opinions on like when y'all gonna learn to not mess with these white women look man racism does a number on us it does a number on us economically it does a number on us uh, psychologically, when you look in the media, you see you know white women, beautiful white women. They're always the uh, the the model of beauty, and because of that, a lot of brothers they do look at white women like you. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're growing up in a neighborhood where you know it's a lot of drugged out black women, a lot of black women not doing they, not doing what they're supposed to do. It would turn you against your own sisters because you would be like, yo, I mean, dang, well, how I grew up, I didn't see no black women doing nothing positive. I didn't see any really attractive ones. They were all on drugs or whatever the case may be, stressed out. Doing whatever is not, you know, very uh, uh, doing things that don't aren't very becoming of a woman. So I get it, right? That you know, you get out your situation, you get to a different level, you get to wherever you go, the military, college, I don't know, you get a good job or whatever. You know what I mean? You, you mess with white women. I get it. But my point is this: don't for a second think. Let me tell. I'm gonna tell you this. What about white women? White women can only date a certain type of black man. 
They can't date a brother like me. They can't date no brother that's that's real, that's going to speak to the issues of racism and white supremacy. Want to know why? Because in their mind, we're all it's it's us. It's and and, and and to some degree, I will agree with that. But I'll talk I'll talk about that a little bit later. But in their mind, it's us. And same thing with white dudes. They'll date a black woman. You know what I'm saying? But because you're not like the others. You're not like the others. You're not, you know, you're not on that. You don't believe that. You don't believe in racism and all that. You just got to, you know, you know, act, be, behave right. And when you get stopped by the cops, just do as you're commanded. When you get in this situation, just do do what you're told. Just do as you're supposed to do. And you won't get in those situations. They don't understand that through years and years of, like I said, conditioning on both sides, not just black people, on white people too, conditioning for you guys, for white people to believe that black people are inferior to them, that that, 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 that you are just a token. You're not the norm. You're the, you're the exception. And so, with that being said, you can you can find yourself believing that society has progressed to a point that it clearly hasn't based on your individual relationship. And I'm not, like, once again, I'm going to be very clear. I'm not saying don't do what you want to do or love who you want to love. I, I get all the little corny cliches that love is blind and love doesn't know nothing. Listen, love, maybe love doesn't. You're right. But culture does. Experience does. Uh, societal conditioning does the media, which you which you grew up watching on TV, does what you're learning in your school books, does that all has an effect on your mind and on your thinking and on prejudice. I don't deny that I have a prejudice against white people. I think that it's very appropriate to to, to think the way I think about them, based on my experience in life and based on the experiences of thousands of others, based on the conditioning of not just people in this country but globally, economically. You know, I think it's very appropriate, but at the same time. I just want brothers to be careful um, because this dude, Albert Wilson, he just, you know, was just trying to probably get him some, you know, one night stand, you know, booty, something that we've all done as black men. You know, we out in the club and, you know, we don't, our parents have warned us, especially our mothers, they warn us to be careful when dealing with white women because, and we're dealing with women in general. It's not, they don't necessarily specify white women until you get involved with one. But sometimes, you know, we tend to, not read the situation appropriately And I don't know what my brother could have done when, Like I said if you go to freealbertwilson.com I don't know what he could have done To prevent himself from being in this situation The girl claims that she was raped She has post traumatic stress disorder She's scared to go into crowds And that's all she had to say on the jury She had a jury of her peers Usually you're supposed to get a jury of your peers She got a jury of her peers Nine white women are listening to her cry on the stand And talk about how this black man raped her And you know this brother's gone. Like, he's not going to get out of jail until he's in his 30s. He's he's subject to lifetime probation as well as uh, he has to register as a sex offender. And this dude had dreams of becoming a sports journalist and things of that nature. And his life is pretty much fucked. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. I, I feel sad for the brother. I'm not going to say I don't know how to feel. I feel sad for the brother because um, in my past, I know I've had encounters with white women. And it could have been all it takes is them just to say what happened. And nobody's going to believe you. And that's the thing that 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 white people have to understand about the privilege in this nation. That you and white privilege is a real thing because you don't have to be telling the truth about what happened. You just have to state that it happened. And and and, and, and there's a lot of power societally that a white woman carries. She's the most protected uh, woman 
in the country, in the country specifically, and probably in the world. She's the most sought after for some weird reason, and, and brothers and, and everybody seems like they just want their little white woman trophy. And like I said before, man, do what you got to do. Live your life. Be happy. Love who you love. But at the end of the day, there's a level of danger that comes with it. Am I saying that all women do, white women do this? No. But what I am saying is that if you go to the Innocence Project and you look at the death row inmates and you see what all those black men are on death row for, it's for killing white women. That's not by coincidence. Come on, y'all, snap out of it. Like, we live in a system where white is superior to black. Now, that doesn't mean we have to believe that it is. But what we're telling you is when it comes to labor, law, politics, sex, war, and those things, white dominates. All right? That's a fact. That's not something that I'm just saying. So for all you Negroes out there that want to get all in your feelings and all that shit, yo, man, be with your girls. Be with whoever the fuck you want to be with. Just know what could come with it if you get into a domestic dispute. If... You know what I'm saying? Something goes wrong in a relationship. Just know what could come with it. That's all I'm trying to say. And you could you could not like what I have to say about this issue. I really don't give a damn because it's a fact. Like I said, Emmett Till got his shit pushed in. And you could be like, oh man, that was years ago. Well then how about Albert Wilson? Well, how do you explain that? If somebody has anything to say about me negatively, we could talk about it. If anybody has anything to push back on me, we could talk about it. But I challenge you to do is go read the case and you tell me what he could have done. Since everybody tends to have the opinion that there's always something in every scenario where, where a cop either kills a black person or a white girl claims rape. There's always something that the black man could have done differently. Then I want you to go read about that case and tell me what he could have done differently. And I guarantee you can't find nothing because that's how it is in this nation. And it could happen to me. It could happen to any one of my homeboys. Some of my homeboys have told me stories that they've been in situations where they like, yo, it went down like that. Because white privilege exists. And that leads me to the Kyle Corver letter. And he wrote a letter in the Players' Tribune. If you haven't got a chance to read it, go read it. Um, I'm not very impressed by it. He spoke to white privilege. He spoke to how when Tabo Cephalosha got his leg broken. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> when Tabo Cephalosha got his leg broken um, The first thing that he thought was Like most white people well, What was he doing to, to, to Why was he in the club at night Instead of being like yo man Why did the cop break his leg Then when he When he spoke to how His first reaction was When Russell Westbrook got called a nigger By the fans in Utah That he was thinking Well Russell's always at it with the fans So you know Nah man And then finally he finally I guess He had you know after years and years of playing in the NBA around predominantly black players, it took those two incidents and, and time of thinking to realize, like, hey, I have right privilege. And I'm not impressed by Kyle Corver's letter. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Negroes out there that are impressed by it. Like, oh, yeah, man, he, sp- he speaks to white privilege. And I have to say this to black people. Stop being so enamored by white people who state what you already know. You already know that racism exists. You already know that white privilege exists. So Kyle Corver stated it. That don't, give a sh- that don't mean nothing to you. He needs to, he's, he was, he, and from what I can gather, he is trying to talk to his, his fellow white men. He said he needs to hold his fellow white men accountable, which I'm not believing none of that shit either. Because what are you going to do, Kyle Corver? What are you going to do? How are you going to change it? You ain't going to change nothing. I pre, I guess I do appreciate the gesture of him writing about it. Um, there was a trend, I think, last weekend about white people talking about their white privilege, about how they spit on cops and threw beer cans at cops and kicked cops and stuff like that. They didn't get killed. And at the end of the day, all that's cool, but that doesn't change the reality that black men, black women, little black people, little black uh, men, boys and girls are subject to a, uh, uh, being criminalized as a young age, at a young age. And that's very real. I'm not making excuses for those that want to act like I'm just trying to make excuses. I'm talking about reality. 
And this is the nation that we live in. So, you know, I guess I do appreciate Kyle Corver, but I'm not impressed by it. Because you're stating what you... White people tend to pretend like they don't know that they have privilege. Like, they don't know that they have racist parents or grandparents or uncles or... Like, come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all are white. Y'all walk amongst white people. Y'all know the truth. I had a white dude come to my house one day. He sat on my couch and he told me how fake white people were. And I take what he had to say to the bank because I believe it. I've Man, throughout my whole life, I've been subject to some of the most racist shit that you can imagine. As far as getting fired from jobs, I joke with a white girl. She goes and tells the boss that I'm offending her and I'm scaring her. So I got fired from a job to a white dude putting weed in my backpack, getting me expelled from school. So I know full well how white people can get down, how they can be. Do I think it's all of you? No, I don't think it's all white people. No, I don't. But at the end of the day, that don't change the fact that you white people do do it and have historically done it. So I don't want to hear you acknowledge that you have white privilege. At least not to me. Don't talk to me about it because I know what it is already. I've served in the military. I've seen white dudes that ain't worth a goddamn, don't know shit about their job, get pipelined to senior airmen below the zone and shit like that. So I see that it's real. You feel me? And I understand that I had to adjust my behavior and and, and do things differently and accordingly. And I challenge other black men as well to do things Differently and accordingly too So that way there's nothing that they can take away from you If you're constantly looking at yourself And looking at your successes and what you can be And what white people will allow You will constantly be upset and discouraged and be depressed Because at the end of the day White people are going to put their own on They're going to pipeline their own to success I'm not saying you can't achieve success in this nation What I'm saying is You have to get it on your own You have to snatch it off the curb as a black person Because nobody's going to give you shit you don't have to, it's not about working twice as hard At the end of the day That's all bullshit Because you can work twice as hard And still not get shit at the end of the day It's about going for yours It's about expanding all your knowledge Not leaving any stone unturned So that you can guarantee your success And not leaving it up to chance That's my opinion So I guess kudos to Kyle Corver For acknowledging What he probably has known his whole life And now he just finally got the courage to speak on But at the end of the day Like it ain't gonna change nothing Black men are still gonna get Pipelined into the prison Little black boys are still gonna get Criminalized in school For doing the same shit That little, black, little, little white kids do Right so, you know, I guess, and, um, you know, Kyle Corver, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I guess, man, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know, um, but, but please, y'all, if you can, go look at the Albert Wilson story, because, um, this brother got convicted with no evidence, and I want y'all to let that sink in, I want you to let this sink in, he had, there's no evidence, no vaginal bruising, no semen, no bruising on her arms where he was holding her down, nothing. Just DNA from a kiss on her cheek and her testimony, her white woman tears. And speaking of white woman tears, I want to tell, tell y'all another story too before I get up out of here. I remember um, being at my last base before I separated and I had a white supervisor and she was known in the office for saying racist stuff. Like, not just to black people either. Like, to the Asian dude that worked there. Like, she was known for saying... Like, it was documented. Like, we had to have a whole squadron get together. And, you know, and, and people had to get... We had to get talked to about, like, hey, we don't tolerate racist comments. You don't say anything. Racist, da-da-da-da. You know, the whole nine yards. And so, she had said something racist to me. As far as, like... Uh, as far as like me not shaving my beard and do I think because I'm black I'm gonna get away with it and as far as like she didn't like kissing a black her black boyfriend at first because you know his big lips and just like shit that I'm like yo what 
So, you know, we ele I elevated it because if it was up to me, y'all people that know me very closely know I would have spazzed on her, but she's my supervisor. She had power over my career. So I thought what I was doing was I was going above her, and I thought I was how you're supposed how I was doing what you're taught to do in the chain of command. And it was mishandled. I'm not gonna lie, it was mishandled by her supervisor. She said some things that she shouldn't have said. She called she called the white supervisor, my white supervisor, a racist. I wouldn't go that far because I know white people, you can't call them racist in 21st century because then the tears cut and they're like, oh God, I'm racist. You call me a racist. Oh my God, I'm so hurt. Even though they, most white people are racist. Whether they're inherently racist, whether they know it or not, most white people are racist. Let's keep it real. The system produced, most black people are racist against other black people. You want to go for that matter. So let's just keep it real. Racism is very alive. The heartbeat of racism is alive and well. And Albert Wilson's case is, 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 is a prime example of that. But I'll digress. So, you know, we have a meeting and I'm sitting in the meeting and it's me, black man. It's uh, her supervisor is a black woman and it's the first sergeant who is a black woman. And so we're sitting in there and as soon as the meeting starts, my supervisor starts crying. I'm like sitting there like, yo, what? And she's like, oh my God, I'm a racist. I called a racist and I called my boyfriend is black. Like that means something. We got to get off of that. We got to get off this like because you date a white person or you're married to a white person or you had sex with white people that they're not racist. Yo, man, slave owners used to have sex with white people all the time. White people have sex with black women all the time. Black white dudes have sex with black women all the time. It's not about, it's about exotic. We are considered exotic to them. All these white girls that don't grow up around black dudes and then they get around black dudes in college and the military and shit and they want to fuck them and shit. That's exotic sex to them. It ain't nothing bigger than that, man. Because at the end of the day, you're still a nigga to them. At the end of the day, and if you have an opinion that doesn't fit with their ideas, they're looking at you like, oh, well, it's something you need to do. You need to change your behavior. So she sat up in that office and she cried. And she cried and she talked about how it's unfair and everybody calls her racist. Now, keep in mind, this woman has a history of saying racist stuff. This is not the first time she's been in trouble for saying something racist. Now, now me, I can say my track record in the military, I got a lot of trouble. I've done a lot of things, but it was never the same thing twice. Right. And number one, when as a black man or black person in general, once you get one thing on your record, you never can overcome it ever. That's just the way that, that's just the way this shit is set up. You can never overcome it. Once they label you something, once they hit you with something, that's what you are. So for me, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking, wow, I've been in rooms where I was the only black dude in the room. Nobody has sympathy for me. And so I'm sitting there thinking like, wow, this is really happening. She's crying. She's turned on the waterworks. It was so fucking fake. And she's sitting up there crying about how, you know, her, she had to call her black boyfriend and get him to, you know, talk her, talk to her and let her know like, no, you're not racist because I'm black and whatever the fuck that means. And long story short, the black first sergeant starts saying some all lives matter like literally she was like well all lives matter and i'm like what the fuck and basically nothing happened i got castigated i got i got told collins you should have handled this at the lowest uh form the lowest level possible and i'm sitting there thinking like wow really so all this white woman had to do was sit up here and fucking cry and y'all come to her back y'all some fucking cowards man and I'm happy I got out of the military because a lot of people, you get you get a lot of that. Not only just in the military, but in the world. People are scared to go toe-to-toe -to -toe and tell white people when they're out of pocket, when they're out of line. And maybe I should have just snapped on her ass like I normally would have. But no, I chose not to because I thought, you know, let's handle this the right way to prevent myself from being labeled the angry black man. But I see sometimes that's the only way you got to exist in this world is use your, use your anger. If this world tries to rip you apart and tear you down and break your spirit because they don't want to see you standing ten toes down. They don't want to see you standing up. From Nipsey... To any other black man, if you're a black man, I guarantee, unless you're a brainwashed coon sucker nigga, and you believe that everything is fine, and if you believe that everything is fine, then don't come around me, because I don't want that type of energy around me. Straight up. Because we got brothers out here still going to jail on the word of a white woman. 
How many brothers have to go to jail? How many brothers have to die? How many race riots have to happen? For niggas to understand, like, yo, this shit is real. And once again, I'm not, for the last time that I'm going to say it in this podcast, I'm not saying you can't date your white women. Date who the fuck you want to date. But at the end of the day, bro, know what it, know what it is. Straight up. So, yeah, man, as in, and, 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 and. You know, I'm just going to get out of here because I, I'm too emotional right now and I'm not even saying what I need to say the right way. Um, just go to freealbertwilson.com. They took down the Brothers Go, GoFundMe account. They're trying to raise money for his legal defense so he could try to get the case overturned on appeal because, you know, only in America can a black man get convicted with no evidence and a white man get three months and get to skate off into the sunset when he clearly was raping the black girl, the white girl. You know what I'm saying? The only people that can... Yo, shout out to my boy Jazz for saying this too. The only people in, the, in this country that can get away with harming white women are white men. Go figure. But anyway, y'all, y'all can could, y'all could subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, on YouTube. I appreciate everybody for listening. If you don't like anything I had to say on this podcast, you can step to me because I guarantee that you can't, you can't counteract anything I said because you know in your heart of hearts, especially if you're a black man, everything I'm saying is fact. Live your life, love who you want to love, do your thing, but understand that society has rules and has a hierarchy, especially this this American nation, which was founded upon white supremacy and black inferiority, and not even just black inferiority, people of other people too, other nations, Asian nations, things of that nature, they went with America's gone and conquered other nations, subjugated people, raped their resources, all that other stuff, y'all know the drill, so don't, don't try to play dumb with me. As far as what I'm saying here Y'all know what I'm saying is true You don't have to like it That's fine If you don't like what I have to say You don't have to listen I don't need corny motherfuckers Listening to my shit I don't need coons Listening to my shit I need real brothers I need riders That know what the shit is That I don't care what your dating orientation is I don't care nothing about that But at the end of the day You gotta know the truth And you gotta know what we're up against So until next week y'all I'm out